Desta, hey we nakan. Welcome to podcast number 50. Well, I'm really getting ahead of myself at the minute. Um, as you might have heard from the last podcast, I actually did record that almost a week ahead because we had a really busy week this week. Well, this one is even more surreal because I'm actually recording it on the Wednesday before the last podcast have actually come out because we have managed to get, um, we got a few days away. So I thought I'd record this one before we go away. So when you actually hear it, we will be traveling home that day. So um, I don't know where directly have gone. We usually do things directly down here. Well, I'm 10 days ahead, but there we are. So today is the last of me interview with Wynne Oskin. It's been going down really well. And today she'll be talking about the workings of the mill mainly, which is really interesting to hear. You know, she really goes into detail about that. Um, but before I do, I want to talk about something completely different. I don't know if you heard a few episodes ago now. I can't remember which one it was where I was talking about different things you could do with your loved one's ashes. Like, you know, putting them in a casket, burying them in a churchyard, scattering them, um, going up in fireworks or being mixed with ink and having tattoos so that the ashes are under your skin forever, that sort of thing. Well, there is another way now, and it's with a company called Scattered Blooms. And um, we have got a, a bit of a connection with this, um, really, because um, Beth's cousin, Mark, tis his daughter, Gabriella that um, runs this company. And I will put um, some of the details on our RJ Bray Facebook page so you can have a look at it. But it's fantastic, really, what she does. She just gets a few of the ashes and then she combines them and makes them into little art shapes. Um, and she mixes them with native wildflower seeds and other ingredients that's um, needed. And then you actually plant these and then obviously every year you get the flowers um, come up and it is a lovely little idea. And how she's done it with all the packaging, you can have little personalized notes on it and everything. It is very well done. So I will put a little bit on our Facebook page, but you can look up at them on the um, website or on Facebook. Just look for Scattered Blooms and then you'll see you know, all the all the different options they do there. So we wish Gabriella all the best with that. Right. So I think I'll now hand over to Win again, and then I will um, round off again at the end of the podcast. So here we are back with Win Oscar. And this bit of the interview, Win is actually showing me a book that was um, done by a lady on Ingham Mill. Um, she came and interviewed uh, Wynne's father and took lots of photos. So Wynne is just showing me a few photos of, uh, I don't know if you can still get a copy of the book or no, I must try and find out. But um, So that's where we start anyway. So here we go. That's father. Got a lovely photo. Tipping yeah. a bag of corn. And that's father. So who would have come and took these photos then? Well, I had a photo of this. The first thing my friend looked at me and said, my God, where was health and safety? There he is tipping in corn. He got a fag right. in his mouth. <laughs> Isn't it 
funny how people yeah. notice different yeah. things. I, you know? yeah. I hadn't noticed it. No. Well, well, he smoked all the time. Father. Yeah, uh, everybody did. Didn't Twenty they? players an ounce of tobacco every day. Digger plug tobacco. These mm. see these books are interesting, but she's she went to Hingham and she interviewed Father. Ah, right, yeah. Um, so a lot of this, a lot of the names of the pigs and the times and the things they did with pigs and and cows and uh, in the wood. Yeah, that was our lavatory. Oh yeah, that's on. That's the mill. There's the hatch that goes up to let the water through to the wheel. Yeah, that work comes out there, and that was out the front of yeah. the house. It's just in the corner. Yeah, I know. And you go in by the side. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people in those days had bucket lavatories, mm. but we had a proper lavatory, proper a wooden yeah. seat, oh. and the 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 pan was, I would say, enamel. Oh, really? I can only remember it as enamel. It, and we had a bucket of water in the toilet outside the door. Yeah. And when you went to the toilet, you threw the water down and filled, because the mill leak was there. Yeah, of course. You, so you filled the bucket ready for the next one, sort yeah. of, you know. Yeah. And when they talk about lavatories, and I say, and we've spent hours tearing up the newspaper oh. into toilet pieces yeah and we'd have a skewer and put a hole through the top put a bit of string and it was hanging on the yeah. wall with the side of the toilet i mean you say this to some people they, I, I think they wonder where we came from <laughs> i do i do honestly yeah. I, I i think sometimes they think whatever she talking yeah. about but, but that it's, was it. it's yeah. absolutely true it's yeah. how we lived now the corn goes in the bin at the top yeah and then it goes through the shaker the grinding stones are flat, one on top of the other. Right. They are this big around. They oh, quite a size. They yeah. are a size. Yeah. I tried to work out with a stick and that, trying to work. It's mm. difficult. But there's a wood frame all the way around yeah. the sides. One of the stones is static right. on the floor. There's a hole in the middle, the drex, the axle. The yeah. axle. And the other stone is on the top. Now, every year, they did it twice in Grandad's day and sometimes three times because sometimes they worked the mill night and day oh. because they were queued so yeah. long. After harvest, see, you can imagine. Yeah. But there were mills all the way through the valley. There was one at Limail and... Was it, right? Oh, yes, and Tregarden all the way up through the valley to Denham's. Yeah. I think there was nine or ten mills. They go on about shortage of water. Mm. That that River Allen fed everything. Yeah. Where do they come from? Yeah. Are we still on water ration from doing well, cars? Well, still on pipe pan, yeah. 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 Mill picking day. Tom Old used to come down from St. Mabon and help Father. And they took off the wood frame, had a rope, strong rope, that mm. went down through the axle, and they had to lift the stone with iron bar, the top stone, yeah. and put the rope through and tie it up to a beam and haul the stone up, this great stone mm. with a hole in the middle, tie it up to the beam and rest it back against the wall. Then the lower stone was open then and ready yeah. for you to work. Yeah. And they had picks, and then they sat 
on bale of straw right. or bags of corn. Yeah. It's difficult when people don't know what no, you're talking that's about. Right, yeah. And they picked like that. All right. All day. Pick both sides and both ends, if you know what I mean. And we had to sharpen them about every hour, at least, I think. Well, the stones were granite, mm. and these were cast iron, yeah. I expect, were yeah. they? Yeah, most sure. yeah. Um, well, this sort of thing. Yeah. But if you picture that, see? Yeah. And, and it had to be a strong pick. How they used to go to Blissland All right. and pick the mill yeah. for Mr. and Mrs. Keat, Levathan Mill. Yeah. And I don't know why Father went to Blissland to do it, but Father had learnt to do. It's a specialist mm. job and not everybody's favourite job because, as I say, they picked and picked and picked mm. and they had to pick in the lines. Right. There's your wheel, look. Yeah. And they had to go pick all these yeah. lines they had a staff ah crystalline mineral ah. comes off i knew i'd written it somewhere yeah um and they'd got a four foot pole yeah staff i think they called yeah. it and it was about four before square and it was dark red right it was hanging in the mill and they used to put that on the floor and put a powder on it would that be brimstone? Oh, I, I, I want know. to say brimstone, but I yeah. don't think that's the right name. No, I don't know. But it said it's a it's a powder that is dark red. Yeah. And it was damped all across. And then it was put that powder side down on the open wheel. Yeah. In the middle. There's the wheel. And they slowly went all the way around and back to the start. Yeah. And then when they took that off, they could see all the where they had to pick yeah, all those yeah. lines in, and they went all the way round the wheel. And then, of course, when they'd finished, <laughs> get the stone yeah. back down again. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a day's work. The corn came down through the hutch when it was ground or crushed, whichever. Yeah. Oats were crushed. Ponies had oats to eat, yeah. mostly. And the barley was ground, yeah. and the things that was done for pigs and chicken and whatever, mm. and the crushed maize. Everything had to be weighed. Of course, we had massive right. scales. All right. And the weights were 56 pounds, 28 pounds, yeah. 14 pounds, 7 pounds, yeah. half underweight, quarter underweight, yeah. you know. Um, I think the smallest weight we had was about two pound, and that was for poultry corn. I see. And of course, we had poultry corn. Different people bought yeah. six pennies of poultry corn, you know. Yeah. And granddad and my father used to deliver that with the pony and trap because yeah. that was small enough. Just to go to Amble and Slavesbridge, St. Mabon, St. Tudy, you know, yeah. and deliver corn. Yeah. And most people had a chicken with a coop in the garden or a pig to fatten each year. Yeah. You you know, not specifically during the war, but through no. the year, a lot of people just kept a pig. They'd buy a veer when he was yeah. big enough to sort of feed up. The mill leet was a tributary off the River Allen 
and the leet had to be cleaned every year. Right. From Hingham to the Mail. Less than a five-minute walk, really, mm. but it's a length when mm. you're going. And if you didn't clean it, of course, the water didn't run. No. So there was no. nothing to work the wheel. The night hay harvest was finished, Grandad would say, Right, you boys, next Saturday we shall be cleaning the mill late. So Friday night, put on your old clothes and come down and we turn out the water, drain the leak, ready for cleaning, Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. Right. And father, and of course, father and Uncle Sid, Uncle Cecil, they, they all had to come and help. It was a big, yeah. big thing. And they would come down and we'd go up the mail and cut out the river bank about that wide, a stretch, yeah. going like that, because that's the way the river was running. And if we cut it in line with the way the river was running, it was quicker than running it like that, and there was only yeah. half of it going out. But yeah. it let the water out from the Leet to the big river yeah. so that the Leet drained. Yeah. And as they cut it out, mud, filled bags with it, and when they drained out, they put the bags across the leet so nothing could oh, come down and go down because it had to be dry to work in yeah. Saturday. While that was being done and, and drained, when they got nearly finished, we used to take buckets and go down the mill leet, which was draining out, and pick up the trout, which was all surviving, of course, because oh. the water was going. We'd have a couple of buckets of trout, which we had to kill, to clean and kill, you yeah. know, cut their heads off. And Grandma used to fry them for the men's supper. And they had fresh bread and butter. Of course, it was home-baked bread, and Friday was bacon day. So their supper was fried trout, fresh mm -hmm. bread and butter, and a cup of cocoa. Did you ever drink cocoa? Yeah, yes, yeah. We'd never heard of coffee. No. It wasn't such a thing. The first coffee I remember is camp coffee. Oh, right, yeah. A bottle of camp coffee. Yeah. I never saw coffee greens uh, grounds. No. I don't know when they first no. came out. No. Anyway, that was their supper. They went home, come back, and, and they was back 8 o'clock. There was no messing yeah. around. Hopefully, it was drained out and all yeah. was well. And there was a bar put under, iron bar put under the water wheel so that he, he wouldn't work in yeah. any time yeah. at all. Um, they'd start eight o'clock and they would cut out with shovels. All the middles of the leet was great banks of mud. Right, yeah. And that long, green, curly weed yeah. that grows in the water, Yeah. it was proper plants it was it was hard and heavy yeah. and they'd use big shovels and they would cut it out and they built it all along the water bank the river bank to build up the bank again because it would gradually yeah. the cows and that would go up and drink and you know it would wear yeah. down um and they put all these bags of you know mud um anyway they about 10 o'clock, when the train come up, yeah. coffee break, only <laughs> tudden coffee, they'd have a saffron bun or a yeast bun and, yeah. and a drink. And then hopefully by 
past 12, say, they would be halfway of the river. And we had to take hot pasties up that grandma had baked while they're doing one thing, she's doing another. Yeah. We've taken up the pasties and a drink dinner time up by the water splash where the cows used to drink. And then we had to put a graton down by the leet, by yeah. the wheel, Yeah. when they're getting ready to open the water up again. This one side of the river, there were um, nut trees, right. hazelnut trees and gorse, thorns, yeah. Like a like a bit of a hedge. I see. And this all had to be cut back as well as they went through the river, cutting out, you know. Well, it had to be clean or it didn't work. Mm. When they were ready to turn the water back in, when they'd got up the end, um, we used to take them a drink in the afternoon. Um, when they were nearly ready, and we'd put the graton across, and we mm. had to stand down to watch if anything came and catch in the graton. Otherwise, they'd it would break the wheel if it went yeah. in. Yeah. And sometimes people had thrown rubbish in, oh. you, you, like an old bucket or something rusty. Yeah. You know, if we yeah. saw it coming, we had to take that out. Um, the end of a perfect day's work, really, and uh, that was clean in the leap, ready yeah. for the wheel to work. Crone Estate from Hingham, you walked over the road, over the bridge and up the hill, up that yeah. awful corner and up Stephen. to Trevilder, yeah. yeah. go straight across at Trevilder, yeah, and down to Crone Gate, yeah, on the right. And for being good girls, Peggy and I were allowed to go with Grandad in the pony and trap, and take a bag of corn for the pheasants. All right. And we met up with the gardener and the gamekeeper, and took it in. There was a little shed like in the front of the building. The building was over there, but mm -hmm. it, here on the green there was this shed that we had to put this corn. And we were allowed to pick a few daffodils in the spring. Yeah. And narcissi, they had those lovely old narcissi, and you can't get them. I can't I find them anywhere. They cross up so many of the bulbs, mm -hmm. and they're not, mm -hmm. not nearly the same as they used no. to be. They used to smell magnificent, and we were allowed a few of them to take oh. home to Grandma. Oh. So we took home our bunch of flowers yeah. for being a good girl. And I think Sir John Babington lived yeah. in Crone Estate. Yeah. But he was Sir John Tremaine Babington. Yeah. Or Sir John Babington Tremaine. I can't make mm. up my mind which. But there were two girls, Penelope and Damaris, and they were Miss Penelope and Miss Damaris Tremaine. Yeah. So I think it was probably Sir John Babington that was in mm. Crone House. Yeah. And he, he wore plus fours. We thought he uh, was so smart. Yeah. yeah. Priceless, isn't it? And then you'd go on down to Ford. Oh, yeah. Where there's about four houses. The village yeah. of Ford, about four houses, and yeah. it's tiny. And up the other side to the crossroad, Ah, just and, for Pencaro with that? Well, it's the start of Pencaro, yeah. where you go to the left and you come out the bottom of St. Aben Hill. Yes. And you go on up through to Washaway. But the house that's there on the corner was called yeah. Dockin Shop. All right. And you come to that one from the um, road, the main road yes. as you go to Bodman. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Dockin Shop. Yeah. 
and I don't know whether they sold anything or whether it was just the name of the shop. Yeah. And and go on through the wood then on to Washaway, yeah. to Washaway School, where Daddy and his brother and six, you know, six brothers and his sister went to school every day. Did they, really? they walked in and walked home. Shop names in Wadebridge. Ah, yeah. Mr. Creeber, the dentist. Right. Now, you don't know where he was, do no, you? No, I don't know. Weybridge Cinema. Yeah. Go out the side road. There was a chapel there or a church there. Yeah. At the end of the houses. There's yes. a three or four houses. That's right, yeah. And in one of those, a Mr. Creeber, the oh. dentist, came every Thursday to Wadebridge. And he came from, I think, Salt Ash, Midland Bank, was on... Level Cross and just about, wouldn't it? Right, yeah. Manchester Clothing Stores. All right. And that was next up by the International Stores. Oh, yes. Weybridge Street. Well, that was by um, Manchester. Oswald Worden was the other side of the All road. Right. He had a little grocery shop. Frank Albert, the tobacconist, oh. he had a shop there. Uh, Tremaine and Collicutts, Longfields. Yeah. They were Jews, I think. They had a... Clothing shop just up beyond Jago's, the chemist. Oh, right. Do you remember yeah. Jago's were the top one? Yeah. 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 Tommy Atkins, the right. barber, men's barber. Um, Lockett's the butcher. Ah, yeah. Baisley's the butcher. Cool. Paul's shoe shop. Ah, yeah. That was next to the butcher shop there, opposite where William's chemist was. Oh, right. Just there. Chapman's the drapers. Yeah. That was a lovely shop. Paul's Leather Shop, right. they did bridles and things. Oh. And um, and they had a shoe shop. Paul's had a shoe shop yeah. there. Jago's Chemist was yeah. there. Sweb, that was oh, along oh, there yeah. by um, North Cornwall Boot Shop. That was the end of that row of shops yeah. as you go up. But there's an opening then that goes up the back. Yeah, that's right. Ralph Parsons was up there. He was uh, a cobbler. That's did right, I remember Ralph. Boot yeah. repairs. Jago's, Sweb, North Cornwall, Mrs. G. She was the first shop as you turned to go up that road. She sold yeah. hats. Ah. Oh, darling, you look so wonderful from the front and the back. I simply can't imagine. <laughs> that was her selling line. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. G. Powell's, ah, yeah. wireless and yeah. radio shop, records they sold. Um, Westington was a men's barber yeah. and Capes the hairdresser ladies ah, hairdresser yes. down on the plat there was a Barbara Stone what was her brother called Mr Bate right just about where the vine was there right. by Hill and Bunny is it there Hill on the plat yeah, right. yeah. yeah just about there she ah. was a ladies hairdresser and he was her brother Cape's hairdresser, Mr. Simmons, the grocer. That's the first one before the police station. All right. The end of the shops up there was Mr. Simmons, and he lived up Gonvina Hill, but he had a little shop there. And opposite those shops was Tonkins. Right. There was a church or chapel there. Yeah. Yeah, Methodist or United Reform Chapel, I think, was that. 
Right at the top, opposite the police station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, they used to collect rabbits and stuff. When oh. you'd shot rabbits and stuff, they used to take it all in there. I see. Tonkins, that was called, police station. Commercial hotel and the Cornish. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is all changed now, isn't it? Yeah. Hill and Bunny Bar. Yeah, Mr. Bate, hairdresser. Burridge's, the jewellers. Oh, yeah. And the Miss Goodfellows. And Glanville's. Yeah. And the Miss Burdens had a shop right opposite Mitchell's had the bakery. Yeah. The opposite side of the road. But that's all changed. There's hardly any of those names. I was going to say, well, that's just a few that I sort of thought about and picked up. And I thought, well, you know, I did read a book one day, someone about Wade Bridge. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of the names there I didn't know. Right. Um, Somebody wrote him, there's a shop in Wade Bridge that does... Old Wade Bridge, isn't there? Up the back of where Ralph Parsons' shoe shop yeah, was. Yeah, there's a museum up there now with all... There is a museum up there. Yeah, I, I've never stuff. got up there. I, I'd yeah. like to go up and have a look. But um, all that I've written are just vague memories of my life at Hingham Mill. Yeah. And since my father died, I doubt the mill needs been cleaned. Well, thank you very much, Wynn. That was absolutely brilliant. And I don't know if you'd like to just say goodbye to everybody. Well, yes, I hope you found some something worth listening to. When I start, I can't stop. And, the, <laughs> and it, when you ask me a question, I forget. I have to sit and ponder yeah. to think of names and, and things. Yeah. Memory is an awful thing at the moment. I can't, oh. I can't remember from oh, one you. minute to the next. So I hope you enjoyed it. And, um, and it's, helpful to you useful proper job proper job i like (laughs) a young cornish boy (laughs) thank you ah yeah yeah well thank you very much win and i hope you all enjoyed the last three weeks with um with win talking about memories of everything and i thought for me cornish dialect this week um i'd use the word back along which is just looking back years ago, and that's just all we've been doing lately the past few weeks, and I love it. It's just capturing history kind of thing. So I think that'll be my dialect word for this week, back along. And my Cornish word of the week, I think we'll go back to um, Gabriella's scattering blooms that I mentioned about earlier in the podcast, and... She was, you know, sowing these wildflower seeds and that. So I thought I'd do the Cornish word for flower, which is blowgen. Blowgen. Right. Well, I think I'll leave you there. I'm now going to go and pack up me speedos and get ready for going on holiday. So um, I hope you have a, a good few days until I'm back again. And then we'll go back. Our next interview we got the week after next, if you if you can follow me. Um, is Terry Hewitt, another old bridger. So we got, a, I think we'll have two episodes here with Terry. So that's another episode and uh, another character to look forward to. But, um, I'll leave you for now and say, um, speak to you soon. So, uh, wish you well. Do Guinness. Kernobus Vicken. <laughs>